Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to another episode of Awakening Divine Wildness. I'm really excited about today's guest. In fact, it took months to get her on the schedule. She's a busy woman and in demand. Uh, But we're going to have a fascinating conversation about a topic that has appeared so much in my own life that when I read her book, at times I was in tears because I thought I was reading about myself. Today, we're talking about mastering the art of aloneness. Many people spend years waiting for a soulmate to complete them. Others settle for unfulfilling relationships and out of fear for being alone. My guest is best-selling author Lauren Mackler, discussing her groundbreaking roadmap to help you achieve greater wholeness and self-mastery on your own and in a relationship. Mastering the art of aloneness is about freeing yourself from the shackles of your life, condition of your life, conditioning and reclaiming your wholeness. And when we talk about soulmate, we're not talking about the S-O-U-L-M-A-T-E. We are talking about the S-O-L-E-M-A-T-E. You know, this conversation is for men and for women. Most of the work that I do is directed towards women, but I want to point this out. This really is for anybody about getting whole again. Lauren Mackler, for more than 20 years, has helped individuals, couples, groups, and companies around the world to live boldly, helping them to liberate their potential and achieve the vision to which they aspire. She's a coach, a psychotherapist, a media commentator on CNN and Fox, a blogger for the Huffington Post, creator of Illuminating Coaching, and author of this best-selling book, which I have right here in my hands, (laughs) Soulmate, Master the Art of Aloneness and Transform Your Life. Her work has been covered widely, widely in the media, including NPR, Wall Street Journal, Whole Living, and many other media. Lauren is a faculty member at Babson College, a lecturer at Harvard, and a featured presenter at Kripalu, which is one of my favorite places on the planet. I love going there. Thank you, dear lady, for joining me today. It is my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm here with my little doggy. Hopefully she'll be quiet. She's a Bichon, a little white dog. And um, she's usually pretty good in interviews. She usually keeps her thoughts to herself, so hopefully she'll behave. Well, my dog's in the front seat of my car because she'd be sitting in my lap. She'd want to see you. What do you have? What kind of dog do you have? English Jack Russell. Oh, I love Jack Russells. Oh, wonderful. She's a snuggle bunny, but when she sees that I'm in front of a computer camera, she wants to be in the picture. So it's really funny. Lauren, this is a topic that I've been talking about for years, and I've been saying this to women, and I don't think they get it, how we have to connect with ourselves first authentically before we're going to connect with anybody else. 
And at one point in my first book, I talked about our lives being a cake and the relationship is the frosting. And when you said that in your book, I went, yes, yes. That's so funny. Well, I have a visual, actually. I have a thing I posted on my Facebook page. It has a piece of cake. Oh, my God. And it, and it actually, so that's so funny. We're speaking the same language. Yeah. And it says, you know, um, that let other relationships, others love be the icing on the cake, not your life sustenance. So I, when I we're read on the, the same page. This is, this is my soul sister here because uh, for so long I talked about that. The ingredients that you put in that cake is what's going to make the quality. And I talk about it again in my new book, which is coming out in April called Broken Open, Embracing Heartbreak and Betrayal as Gateways to Unconditional Love. Because we do get hurt in life, and you're going to share your journey, what the fires that you've walked through to do the work you do today. And we can't let those experiences derail us. And that's what I've seen so much of. Women just taken off the path of life because of the pain that they've experienced. So please let us know, educate us all now on what the art of aloneness truly is. Well, the, uh, the word aloneness is an interesting word because um, society, the, you know, there's so many negative associations with the word alone. When I'm running workshops, the soulmate workshop, oftentimes I'll ask, so what do you associate with the word aloneness? Just free fall, you know, just tell me what it is. And I write it up on the flip chart and it's almost probably 99, 98% uh, negative, right? Lonely, scared, um, uh, depressed, all these negative associations. And from the time we're really little, there's that idea that we have to focus on the other. We have to focus outside of ourselves to feel good, to be socially accepted, all of, all those kinds of things. Parents are very preoccupied with more with play dates than with helping them cultivate a very healthy, strong relationship with themselves. So many years ago, after I was coming out of a divorce and I was terrified and perplexed at how I had ended up where I was, which was having no money, having no credentials in this country, um, having uh, gone to somebody else's country and based my life on his life, working in his medical practice, under his medical license, all of this stuff. And, and I was trying to rebuild my life, which I will probably get into more later. Um, but about two years in, I realized that what I had done was very helpful to me and had changed my life. And I started thinking about it as mastering the art of aloneness, right? Which is learning how to be on my own and not be terrified and feel confident that I can take care of myself. I can take care of my two children. So I started doing certain things, which we'll talk about um, in terms of the roadmap. And about two years in, I realized this could be of help to other people. So I put together a weekly support group and I called it Mastering the Art of Aloneness. And it really was about relationship with oneself, cultivating a healthy, strong, um, fulfilling, self-sufficient relationship with oneself. And aloneness is sort of a metaphor with for a relationship with oneself. It's a long answer, but that's kind of what it's about. Fabulous. So give us a little bit of the backstory. What really inspired you to dig deep from your own experience to create all of this? Well, it was a question of survival. It really was. Because when it came out of my divorce, I got married at 23. 
And you talk about getting derailed. I was on the path. I was in show business. I had moved out to LA right after high school to pursue um, a singing career. Turned professional at the age of 18. Had my uh, actor's union card already, you know, a SAG card by 18. Things were going really well. I was with a recording group. And, uh, and then I met my husband, ex-husband. And, um, and I just fell in love. And I walked away from the whole thing. He was on vacation. He lived in another country in Europe. And at the end of his vacation, I just dumped everything. And I followed him. And I ended up getting married at the tender age of 23 and started replicating my mother's life, unbeknownst to me. Married a doctor like my mom. Gave up my career like my mom. Um, and became a full-time um, doctor's wife and mom. And and just was living my mother's life. It, but that wasn't who I was. I mean, I I had run away at 14 because I could not handle the dysfunction in the family. I felt like I just need to be out in the world. I'm a poet. I'm a seeker. You know, that whole kind of thing. And I was fearless. I hitchhiked to Key West, Florida at the age of 14. But when I realized that I was living my mother's life and I was not happy and I needed to make a change and I left my marriage, well, I didn't realize what I was getting into because I, I hit rock bottom. And so I came back to this country with my children out of necessity because I, I couldn't make a living there. Um, not working in my ex-husband's practice, came back here. And I, at that time, was two years into my separation. I was so depressed, I didn't want to live anymore. I really, I really did not. But that was not an option. I had two children to take care of. So I started, I sat down, tried to find a therapist. I couldn't find a therapist that was really very helpful. Being a therapist myself, I'm hard to therapize. So I said, what can I do? How can I rebuild? How can I get out of this emotional, financial, uh, situational hole that I'm in? So I sat down and I just started sort of putting together. I was back in school to get my American credentials at this point. And I did a project for school called a self-renewal program. And I was doing it for myself. And I decided I'd do this as a school project and get some credit for it. And I started doing certain things every single day, visualization, meditation, walking for four miles. Um, I was uh, being aware of the stories I was telling myself, um, just a variety of different things. I also started to look back at my family of origin, try to understand how I even got into the situation I was in. And... I just started to do this thing, and and every single day was like a, a, a daily practice of things to do differently, to think differently, to have an, a different emotional reaction and association with my situation from one of um, bottom of the barrel to, oh, new opportunities, real interesting opportunities to really develop myself in new ways. So that's where it really, that, that was the origin of the whole thing. And then I, as I mentioned, I created a, a, a little support group, a weekly thing that was like a 10-week process. And then I cut that down to a weekend, started teaching it at Kripalu. And then after a few years, someone said, you got to turn this into a book. So that's how it all kind of came to be. Now, in this, I, I don't feel that this is a book. I feel like it's a guide because of all the wonderful exercises that you have put in here to help the reader go through this process. And 
what I loved was how you make us look at our story, the conditioning, the way we're brought up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're domesticated like little animals. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've always said that when I got to this planet, I was a divine being. I was a clean slate, untouched. And then I met my parents. <laughs> Not that they were bad people. Right. They had their own opinion, sure. their own story. And I took all of that on. And their, and their own wounding. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. Very much so. And so that story, their story, which I took on and then made it even crazier in my own head, led me on a path of addiction, alcoholism Mm -hmm. as a young woman, self-loathing, feeling worthless. And when I read in your book yesterday, this quote from one of your patients that you were working with, that I'm worthless. I'm powerless, and if I don't do what others want, they will reject or abandon me. Mm-hmm. It just it was like reliving all that I worked very hard to let go of, and I have. I've got thirty years of sobriety, but boy, it just reminded me I was there once. That's right. Yeah. I wore those shoes. I know what that feels like. And there are many, many, many women and men out there that have those feelings. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's, that's pain. Addiction is always about management of pain, as you know, right? It's, it's all about pain management, emotional pain management. I've, we talk alike, girl, because I always say to women that I work with in recovery, I say, look, at, we're drinking because we're in pain. Mm-hmm. And once you figure out what the source of the pain is, you can put the booze down, you can put right. the down, you don't need it anymore. Once you right. face that pain head on and say, okay, I know what's ripping me open. Right. It's a game changer. Right. But you have to have tools. I agree with that. Okay. And I would add that you need tools to manage the pain differently than with just numbing. Right, because because that is that serves a great purpose. Whatever the addiction is, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's drugs, whether it's shopping, whether it's sex, whether it's relationship addiction, um, when you take the the addiction uh, mechanism away, then you're left with the pain. And a lot of people don't know what to do with that. It's just they've never been taught that you need to you know, change the story, which then is going to change the emotional reaction. You need to um, build your, rebuild your self-esteem. There's a lot of, you know, whatever your wounding is, uh, you know, has a lot to do with, well, how do you, what strategy you're going to use depending on what the pain is. Well, this is filled with lots of strategy. Do you want to take us a little bit through like the roadmap that you talk about and, and some of the actual tools in here that people can use? Um, sure. I mean, it's a lot. So I'll, I'll try to do the highlights, right? So the, the, it's divided into two sections. The first part is about uncovering your conditioned self because you have to be able to do the look back and understand how you get to where you are today Mm -hmm. and those things that no longer serve you doing some change and updating of your, what I call default operating system, right? How we think and behave on autopilot. Uh, for most people that they're still operating from the original operating system, right? The thought and behavioral patterns that were ingrained by the age of seven and they haven't been updated. And so that's a big piece of the Illuminary Method, which is my particular 
um, psychotherapeutic coaching method that I developed, which combines psychotherapy with action-oriented strategies. I'm all about the action, concrete, practical strategies and tools. Um, and so that first part is the uncovering of your conditioned self, understanding the system you came from, because um, a family is a system, right? It's a living, breathing system. What, what were the dynamics of that system? How healthy or unhealthy was the system? What kind of dysfunction was in the family? And, you know, being on the planet, I don't think anybody comes out of childhood totally unscathed. It's part of being a human being and being part of this level. It's painful. It's hard to varying degrees. So understanding the system, what your primary role was in the system, right? And I use the typical stuff from the family systems theory, the hero, the mascot, the lost child, and the rebel. And because most people replicate, they're still operating from their habitual role from childhood in life, unless they've done the conscious updating. Um, what were the core beliefs that the person internalized about themselves and the world around them as a result of their life conditioning? And what parts of their innate wholeness were compromised, were diminished, were lessened, were buried as a result of having to adapt to that system because the child intuitively figures out what's okay, what's not okay, and how to adapt to that system, and then parts of us become disenfranchised. So that's what I call the erosion of innate wholeness. So there's all that work, and there's quizzes and little tests uh, for people to take to try to make it easy for them. It's not designed to you know, run them through the, the ragged you know, years and years of uh, gut-wrenching therapy to try to get there. It's like from an intellectual what was kind of process, although obviously feelings often will come up. So there's that. And then the second half of the book is about reclaiming your innate wholeness. Mm -hmm. It's looking at being able to tease apart who did I learn to be versus who was I born to be. And then depending on what parts of your innate wholeness were compromised, that sort of informs the action planning piece in the second half, which is creating the life that you want to be living and reclaiming those parts of yourself um, with action-oriented strategies. We create a vision statement, um, and then there's like an action plan, so there's a template for all that kind of stuff. So let me just end with this piece with um, a concrete example so you know what I'm talking about. So let's say, for example, you grew up in a family where um, you know, children should be seen, not heard. Um, it was a very sort of um, dictatorial kind of environment, maybe even a critical environment. You learn to keep your thoughts and feelings to yourself and, and stay under the radar and just, you know, try to stay safe that way. And you are somebody that just kind of, you know, coasts along and doesn't really want to make waves. And it's all about maintaining status quo and all of that kind of thing. But meanwhile, you grow up and you're undercompensated at work. You don't deal with conflict well with friends and family or your spouse. And you might internalize a lot of things and then you're, you know, played with depression. So that's a really important piece to know. So what do you do? So you might maybe go to kickboxing class to reconnect, start to connect to your power. You take some effective communication skills workshops. So you learn how the language of how to be assertive without being aggressive. Um, and you reclaim that part that has a voice. You, maybe you go and do some improvisational acting classes so you can learn to trust yourself and have a voice and put yourself out there. You know, that's an example. So I know, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm giving too long answers, but... No, 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 that was 
really wonderful because it was, I, I think, just a almost like a bullet point description of what's in here. And there's just so many fabulous exercises that one can do. Um, I wanted to read another a quote in here, another one that I loved and which you talk quite a bit about is when you're living by default, you're automatically reacting to life in habitual ways, many of which may be limiting you in your life. In contrast, living deliberately means making more conscious and constructive life choices. And the key to that is, which you have said several times today, you've got to take the action. Mm-hmm. You've got to take right. the action. You got to do the work. This right. is not simple stuff. You got to do the work. There's no easy way around fixing some of these deep, deep wounds and that's right. unless you do the work. You know, you're so right, Mal. Because um, for, and, and I was the affirmation queen for 20 years. I had affirmations everywhere, right? I like Louise Hay, like wallpaper. Yeah, I mean, I love Louise Hay. She's she, she's the founder of my publishing company. She published my book. I love I, I love Louise, um, and I don't mean to take away from that. It's very important. It's it, you have to get clear on what it is that you want, right? So the affirmation gives you clarity and a focus. But it took me twenty years to figure out that wait a minute, affirmations visualization is not is not enough. Let me just do a decline because it's coming through with the phone. I don't know if it's going to just, I didn't want to disturb anything. Okay. Um, so the action piece, and oftentimes people will say, well, I just need more confidence and then I'll do, or I need to feel um, not depressed. So then I can go do, and I'm saying, no, 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 no. You do the action to create the new result and the new experience or for example, let's say somebody has been living without, you know, with shutting themselves down and cutting off their voice their whole life, going back to my original example. Well, I just need more confidence before I can go to an improv class. No, no, you go to the improv class. So now you have the experience of putting yourself out there. People are supporting you. They're laughing with you. They're enjoying what you're doing. And you go, wow, that was pretty nice. That gives you the impetus to do it again. You do put yourself out there again, get a new result. And that's how you start to reclaim that lost part. It's not the other way around. You, you cannot think yourself um, to something. Another powerful example of that is in, uh, in my workshops, one of the exercises that I will do, and usually it's people that have been, their particular wounding is they've never had nurturance. They grew up in a very unnurturing, unloving environment. They're very often the people that are very angry and kind of off-putting um, as a defense mechanism. And I will do a group group um, hugging exercise with them. I play a beautiful piece of music, and I ask the group to come and cradle them. And we cradle them while I play this amazing piece of music. And they usually just dissolve into tears because they've never had that level of love and nurturance. They don't even have a reference point for what that is because, of course, they, they're off-putting because they're so angry and resentful and bitter as, it, as the wall, right? The people don't want to come close. And now they have a reference point. Ah, now I even know what nurturance means to take with them outside of there and build on that. I, I had the same experience with affirmations when I first started in recovery. I was like, these are wonderful, 
but they're not really believable for me. So I've got to make them believable. I got to do something so I can identify with the statement. So they, it takes work. It does. It's heavy lifting work. It's not for the weak of heart for sure. However, the reward, if you do the work Mm -hmm. is, I mean, I today, even though I got divorced three years ago um, because of an awful betrayal in my marriage, I'm sorry. I had a different toolbox. I didn't go to a picture of stingers to get through yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I went to my tools. I did the inner work. I did what I needed to do to pull all the pieces back together so I would be whole. And truly, I'm wonderful today and have complete forgiveness for my ex-husband, unconditional love. I have my stepchildren in my life, my mm-hmm. grandchildren. And that wouldn't happen if I hadn't done the work. Oh, but my darling, there's another piece that you forgot that I'm going to highlight, which is (laughs) you also took that experience, like I got goosebumps. You took that experience of betrayal. You have a book coming out in April. I was listening to you. And you have a book about, you know, coming out of that. It's like, it's like the soulmate thing, right? So I had to come out of that and I figured out something for myself. And then I went, oh, I guess this can be of value to other people. And I think that when you can use your adversity and your brokenness and your life experiences that are painful and your wounding, not only as a pathway to greater consciousness, greater awareness, greater opening, greater healing, um, and to be a better person on the planet, right? So to contribute and, and, and be in balance with yourself. But when you can take that to the next level, which is to help other people heal, Mm-hmm. whether it's through a book or a workshop or a little video or whatever it is that, that you're doing. And so, you know, that's your, you're exemplifying that, that you went through that experience and you came out of it by doing the work and then saying, wait a minute, this is also something that can help other people, yeah. which is wonderful. I learned so much from the work that I did. I said, I need to share that with other women. Yes. I I met a lot of women that were really stuck in pain, Mm -hmm. given up on life, said they'd never love again. And I I would say to them, that to me is more tragic than what happened to you, that Mm -hmm. you've stopped living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I want to rectify that situation. You have been so generous and this this conversation i could do this for a very long i can't time. believe we're almost done it went I know. It flew by it just flew by <laughs> it's been wonderful but uh, you ha- you've got a lovely free offer for the audience and i'd love for you to tell them what it is and how they can get it sure so a couple of things one one is the they can get a free download of three chapters of my book, Soulmate, Master the Art of Aloneness and Transform Your Life. If they go to my website, which is laurenmackler.com, and they click on the little newsletter, sign up. It doesn't cost anything to sign up. You sign up for the e-newsletter, which is called my Live Boldly uh, e-newsletter. They will automatically, once they've submitted their, um, you know, their sign-up information, their name and their email address, they will receive in their inbox three free chapters. The other thing I want to mention, um, because a lot of people do book clubs, it's not free, but it's not expensive. It's six, I think it's $6.95. If people want to not only go through this process, because like you said, it's a process. Every chapter ends with an exercise. So you're doing the work as you're going through the book. Um, I have a, a soulmate reading group 
toolkit for $6.95. So that's the other thing for anybody that wants to do this with support in, in a group. It's got the whole thing with flyers and all the templates to get a, a book group together to be able to go through the soulmate process together. It's a 10-week uh, process. So that's the other option that people might be interested in doing if they wanted to do this like in a book group or something. That's wonderful. I forgot oh. about that earlier. Oh, great idea. Fabulous. And I will put your domain and everything in the show notes as well, but I just wanted the audience to hear sure. it. Lauren, you've been just delicious. To Aww. I well, love right back at you. I feel like I have an <laughs> connection to you, lady. Yeah, you're, you're definitely a soul sister for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this again when you have time. Or All right. We, we're not too far geographically from one another, so maybe we could connect off screen. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love that. That would be great. be great. I love it. Bless you. Have a fabulous day, lady. And thank you for making a difference on the planet. Same to you. Thank you so much. Bless you. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.